In the past 48 hours, there has been talk of, once again, expanding the college football playoff. And the rumored number is 14. And there is an ESPN article that I encourage you to read down below in the description that talks about college football playoff officials discussing an expansion to the 14-team college football playoff in 2026. This is being reported by Pete Thamel and Heather Dinich. The college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock, has acknowledged that this really is just a prototype. It's a concept. Officials will be meeting, of course, and the current college football playoff contract only extends through 2025. So we could see a playoff expansion only after two years of the current 12-team model. But I think if there is going to be any expansion, and to a certain degree I'm getting tired of all this conference realignment and expansion stuff, I thought that the college football playoff was either going to be perfect at eight teams or 16 teams. And since a 16-team college, college football playoff would technically be an expansion, I think that's the right move if there is going to be any expansion. I think the 16-team model makes sense, and I have some other reasons beyond just the broad stroke of it makes more sense that I'm going to advocate for today. But before we get into that topic, I encourage you to subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell so that you can get notified when I talk about more college football topics, when I release more college football content, like the video, and comment your reaction to potential college football playoff expansion. Do you feel, and I asked this question with the pretense of TV revenue and conference realignment, because it really is all about the money. It's all about milking the viewership and trying to grow college football as much as possible in a monetary sense, in a dollar sense. Do you feel like that motive is ruining the sport? Tell me down in the comment section below. Because potentially more so than the transfer portal, not as much as NIL in its current form because that's pure chaos, I feel like all of this expansion is hampering the sport, is holding it back, and potentially could be ruining it. I thought that the four-team college football playoff was too small, but 12 teams and even 16 teams, sometimes that feels too big for me. I feel like eight was really a good sweet spot, but the next sweet spot I feel like would be 16, which is why I'm making this video. And I also want to give out a shout-out to my Patreon members. Thank you to Crash2488 for being a Heisman patron. Thanks to Spencer Bringhurst and Chris Lane for being an All-American patron. And thanks to Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Austin Christmas, Zubin Zah, and Janisha Cockrell for being All-Conference patrons. If you want to support the channel, and if you're an All-American or Heisman member, if you also want to gain access to bonus content in the form of blog posts and occasionally short videos on the Patreon, you can subscribe to my Patreon via the link in the description or down below in the pinned comment. You can support the channel, gain access to some content, and you also get featured at the beginning and end of every video. You can also support the channel by purchasing merchandise on my merchandise store, which you again can find in the link in the description 
or the pinned comment. But let's get down to business. And reason number one, I only have two reasons for this video because I think only two reasons are needed. That's how I think, that's how confusing and to a certain degree bad I think a 12, but more specifically a 14-team playoff format would be. A 16-team college football playoff gives more equality of opportunity. And we'll touch more on that in reason number two. But simply for the fact that there are no bye weeks in the format and there will be four more playoff spots, that's more equality of opportunity. Originally, I didn't think the buys were a huge advantage, but the more I think about it, they are a they're a gargantuan advantage. They're massive. It is a towering advantage to have a buy. You get an extra week to prepare, an extra week to rest, to game plan, and college football teams, unlike the NFL, have more disparity in terms of depth. The worst team in the NFL and the best team in the NFL are much closer in terms of total talent, depth, and resources than the worst FBS team and the best FBS team. Last year, let's even just boil it down to Power 5. Vanderbilt versus Michigan. That would have been a blowout of biblical proportions. Final score, probably something along the line of Michigan 56, Vanderbilt Nothing if you gave Michigan a whole month to prepare for Vanderbilt, just in the most extreme case. In the NFL, those same standards, the worst NFL team and the best NFL team, and they're given a month to prepare, and they take it very seriously and play at their ceiling, the best NFL team probably only wins by, what, two, three touchdowns? It, w it would likely be a much more competitive game, still a dominant win by the best NFL team, but there's so much more disparity, both in on- and off-the-field resources and on- and off-the-field talent in college football compared to the NFL. And just adding a bye week for those top four teams is another massive advantage. And me personally, I want to win as many games as possible. So as a Michigan fan, as a fan of a school who has much more resources and much greater depth than most teams in college football, I would rather have a 17-0 record than a 16-0 record. I don't know. Just that extra one win means something to me, and I imagine it means something to the coaches and to the players as well. So you don't have any buys so there's less advantages to the top teams. And the top teams in the playoff, the teams that have those top seeds, are likely going to be your Georgias, Ohio States, and Alabamas. The teams in the Big Ten and the SEC that already have an advantage of resources because strength of schedule is factored in. And with the Big Ten and SEC getting Washington, UCLA, Oregon, and USC for the Big Ten, and Texas and Oklahoma for the SEC respectively— those conferences are getting tougher. The conferences that they took from or the conferences that didn't add any team of significant value are getting weaker. So your top four seeds, well, those are from the top four conferences, but outside of that, your teams that have the home field advantage that will be higher seeds and even seeds one and two, seed number one will decide what bowl game they play in. Those are likely going to be from the SEC in the Big Ten anyway. So 
more equality of opportunity, and that's good. No bye weeks, four more playoff spots. If you want to add an extra auto bid for another Group of Five conference, you can, and you'll still have three more at-large selections. So you'll have either 11 or 10, likely, at-large selections, assuming that either the auto bids don't change or they add one extra auto bid maybe to appease the Group of Five. That's a lot of at-large selections that would likely go to the Big Ten or SEC anyway, but you could add an extra ACC or Big 12 or maybe an extra two ACC or Big 12 teams in if they do have great years in those conferences too. So it benefits everyone, I think, particularly the little guy or the medium guy or the large guy. Doesn't benefit the extra large guy, like the Georgias, Ohio States, and Alabamas who will likely be always at the top or typically at the top. Doesn't benefit them as much, but it still benefits them and their conference. Reason number two, relating back to the equality of opportunity, is there will be more competition in the playoff. Now, part of that is the fact that the buys are removed, so those top four teams get less time to prepare. Their rosters will be more fatigued in order to reach the national championship game because they're playing that extra matchup. But this is because there's little distinction. There's little difference between team number 12 and team number 16 in college football historically. And to prove that, Let's check out ESPN's FPI, and you can look this up and see for yourself. Just type in ESPN College Football FPI, and you'll get it, and you can click through all the different years. In 2023, the 12th best team, according to FPI, was Washington, with a 17.3 football power index. That's that. What that translates to, roughly, is on average, Washington would beat the average college football team by 17 points or 20 points if Washington was hosting the average college football team as three points is about the value of home field advantage in college football. The 16th best team, according to FPI last year, was Tennessee, who had a 16 football power index. So that means the last year's 12th best team according to the computers, would only beat last year's 16th best team by one point. That's a very competitive, very competitive game. Now, the 12th and 16 best teams wouldn't face off in the first round, and off the top of my head, I don't know when the earliest they could face off would be. But if you're already bringing in the 11th or 12th or 10th best team in the playoff, why not add a few more teams that'll essentially be the same? That's more teams and therefore more attrition that the top team has to face. And the top teams are going to be wildly favored by about an equal margin over the 12th or 16th best team anyway. Another example is 2022. The 12th best team in 2022 is Kansas State with a 14.8 football power index. The 16th best team was USC with a 13.2 football power index. It's a difference of about one and a half or maybe two points if you want to round it up to a whole digit. In 2021, 12th best team was Pittsburgh with a 14.2 football power index. 16th best team was NC State with a 12.1. So again, less than a field goal difference in average scoring per football power index, which is very accurate at the end of the season. Beginning of the season, like a lot of power ranking systems, not so much. But 
Um, by the end of the year, football power index is pretty accurate. Even in the COVID year, in 2020, Iowa was the 12th best team with a 17 football power index. The 16th best team was Indiana with a 14.3. So again, within that field goal margin, a very competitive game on average between the 12th best power rated team and the 16th. And finally, 2019, one of the best years in college football, according to Football Power Index and also other power ranking systems like SP+. It's actually the, the case with 2023 as well. According to SP+, and other power ranking systems, 2023 was a strong year in college football. So that was something that I was wrong on. I thought that 2023 was a little bit of a down year overall. In terms of fielding a GOAT team, an elite legendary team, yes. But in terms of overall competition and multiple teams in that near elite and elite bracket, this was a great year. You had you had many near elite to elite teams last year. You just never had that 2001 Miami, that 95 Nebraska, the 2020 Bama, the, even the 2019 LSU. You just didn't have that last year, but you had a plethora of teams who could have won the national title and a plethora of teams who were near elite to elite. But in 2019, Michigan, with a 20 football power index score, was the 12th best team. The 16th best team was Washington with a 14.5 football power index. So that was a year where college football was very strong to the point where the drop-off that you normally see after team number 6, 7, 8, 9, or maybe 10 happened really after Team 13 and 14 because college football was so deep that season. But the point still stands. Team number 12 and Team number 16 aren't that different. So you're not going to get a drop-off in overall performance by adding, on average, the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th best team. And on an average yearly basis, on an annual basis, the best group of five team is around the top 25 Anyway, so you have that one team who will be an outlier, who will be weaker than much of the playoff by power rankings, but they get a month to prepare. A 16-team college football playoff eliminates the advantage of a bye week, and I just think it makes more sense. No bye weeks, more equality of opportunity, more football games as well. So I think it makes sense. Let me know if you think it makes sense down in the comments below, and that's the end of this video. Thank you to my patrons for sponsoring this channel. Thanks to Crash2488 again for being a Heisman patron, to Spencer Bringhurst and Chris Lane for being an All-American patron, and to Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Austin Christmas, Zubin Zah, and Janaisha Cockrell for being all-conference patrons. Have a great day, guys, and I will see you all soon. Bye-bye.